Hey Chicago West, I'm Danielle Kelly with Angela Fryer with another episode of Digging Deeper. And this week, it was so special because it was our family service. Mm -hmm. So for those that don't know what our family service is, it's the time. How many times do we have it? Uh, we have it once a month. No, do we? Do we? Nothing. Once every time. Kind of, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's like once every other month or it might even be quarterly, but it's a it's a time where, number one, we give our worker, child care workers a break. Yeah. And everybody is in the big service together and the service is geared towards children. Yeah. But also, to, I don't think it's just solely geared to children. It's geared to family. And it's a special time where the message is simplified. Mm. It's not dumbed down. It's just simplified so children can embrace the word that's being presented. And Pastor John gets to interact with the kids. And we were just talking about how like we as adults don't even get that opportunity to to do that with him. Right. Yeah. That was it was he did such a an amazing job with those kids. Yes. Like it was like he gave special attention to each and every one of them. Yeah. And I know they felt special. Yeah. It's you know what I was just thinking of? What's one of your favorite things about family service? Uh, seeing the kids serve. Yeah. Like seeing them usher, seeing them greet people, you know. Yeah. And, and, and just allow, like, allowing the kids to know that they can serve as well. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love, like, the simplicity of their responses. Yeah. Like, they have, like, super profound responses where... I was sitting next to uh, Marquiera, and we were like, "Okay, you're like I'm about to cry my eyes out right now." Um, so, okay, I'm gonna pray, and then we're gonna get into his message on God wants you to rest. And last week was last week on us too. Last week, I know we talked the legalism. We talked legal. about about legal, but you know what? It's, it's yeah, it was on fasting, but. This is this like this is he, the Pharisees are still being legalistic in it. So yes, you know what it was? It was resting from a performance-based culture. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So let's pray, Lord. We thank you so much. Yes. We thank you for children. We thank you for your heart for them. How you did not turn them away when the disciples told you to turn them away. You welcomed them in. God, I thank you for all the many times that you encourage us to have faith like children. You don't despise children at all. And I just pray that all of us um, who were in the congregation and those who haven't listened to the message yet would not push it off as something that's, oh, that's just for the kids. But it was a message for all of us. Yes. So, God, we just ask that you would reveal even the ways that you want us to rest in that we would rest in this this time of digging deeper and that you would just move mightily. And um, God, we just lift these things up to you in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Okay, so um, the name of the, the message uh, this week was God wants you to rest. And I am going to read the scripture, which is found in Mark 2, 23 through Mark 3 and 6. I'm just gonna read up I'm just going to read up until verse 28. Okay. So verse 23, on Sabbath day, as Jesus was walking through some grain fields, his disciples began breaking off heads of grain to eat. But the Pharisees said to Jesus, look, 
why are they breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath? Jesus said to them, haven't you ever read in the scriptures what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He went into the house of God during the days when Abibatar was high priest and broke the law by eating the sacred loaves of bread that only the priests are allowed to eat. He also gave some to his companions. Then Jesus said to them, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of the people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. So his first point he made was we need rest. And he gets that from verse um, 27 when he says, Then Jesus said to them, The Sabbath, which means rest, was made to meet the needs of the people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. So he talked about uh, God God resting on a seven. on the seventh day. Yeah. So let's talk about that. What does that mean to you? Like what does it mean uh, when God rested on the on this on the seventh day from all his work all his works you know what i thought of is like you know god is fully satisfied within himself mm-hmm. so he didn't need the rest like he was modeling it for us but i think there was something what pastor john said like he was showing us like he was delighting in what he was creating yeah so even this week um on my sabbath i went for a walk and i was like what do you want me to do on this this Sabbath day, and he was like, what do you see? And when I looked around, I saw all of God's creation, you know? So I think um, when I think of that, of the the seven days and how God did it, he modeled it for us, but he was showing us like delight in one eye. It's that behold thing. Behold. The behold, behold the new thing. Yeah, right. You know, like, you'll know what we're talking about if you will look listen back to that <laughs> deeper the end of the theme of behold but it, it is a beholding and we talked about that this mm-hmm. week of like the all of God so yeah yeah so he asks he asks uh the the children he asks us a question what does it mean to rest and so his definition uh Pastor John's definition was to stop my mind my mind I see he do his head and my body, and he hugged his body, from doing actions and take energy in order to allow, that take energy in order to allow myself to connect with God and, reco- and recover strength. And so one of, one of the ways um, that I thought about when resting, I thought about encountering peace. Oh yeah, that app, that yeah. you know, yes, so good. So there's a there's an app, that I do is called Encountering Peace. And it just it's just uh, a guy, he just kind of walks you through the scriptures and he kind of makes you meditate on the scriptures, right? But I realize how, like when I'm doing that, a lot of times I have to keep rewinding it. Cause your mind is wandering? Cause my mind is everywhere. Yeah. And so it, it really, t- it really shows, shows me how hard it is mm-hmm. To resting up, I have because I have to keep going back, and I'll keep going back until I can sit there for that fifteen minutes, yeah, and meditate on the Lord. Word, yeah. And so, like you talked about, one of your ways of of Sabbathing was was walking, mm-hmm. and and um, 
spending time communing with communing with the Lord. What's another way of resting that you do? Hmm. Okay, so another thing that I did this week is that I actually did like a noise fast. Meaning I did not listen to any podcasts. I didn't watch the news. I tried to just cut the noise out mm-hmm. because like you mentioned, I have a hard time. Like I'm realizing when I'm practicing my Sabbath, my body needs rest, but also my mind needs rest. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't listen to anything. And part of not listening to anything was actually like I knew if I sat there in the house, I could be okay resting the Lord. But that walking, too, because sometimes when I walk, I have something in my my uh, my earbuds. So I, that is one way that I, I rest too in it. And you know when you were talking again, the the family survey city, the when he was like point to your head, mm-hmm. point to your your body, and it was like yeah, a lot of times I literally need that mental rest. So. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just quieted down. It's, sometimes it's actually just laying in my bed and putting on a timer for a couple of minutes and and just be quiet. Because sometimes you don't have a full day to do a Sabbath. Right. Yeah. What are some ways that you, you know what? I was thinking about um, just like, well, you made me think about like it's times when I, when I should have rested, like throughout the night or whatever, but worry, anxiety, even though, I was laying my body down for five, six hours. My mind was going. Was going. And he talked to the children about uh, your racing mind. Yes. Because, and I'm like, man, I, I laid down for all this time and even got some sleep. But the, my sleep was very fit, you know, just fitful, just up, uh, up and down, up and down. Wow. It's because of the worry. It's because of the uh anxiety and then he asked this question why do we need to rest and that's why because the enemy will always hit us with anxious thoughts yes what all the time and i'm like man i'm we're gonna be talking about rest this is what i was thinking today earlier we're gonna be talking about rest but do like i haven't um i haven't mastered it or i haven't i still need to work on my rest yes in Kaya because I'm you know I'm still like this 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 monster I'll die <laughs> there's like so many thoughts going on in my head right now I'm like we restart okay so one of the things when you were talking about your mind racing like man this is why God tells us to take our thoughts captive and like renewing our minds mm-hmm. is a way that we can give those thoughts to God which I think you have like grown in in the strength of renewing your mind mm-hmm. um and then the other thing that I was thinking of, I just want to share what happened to me this past week. Because I tried to Sabbath on Thursday and Friday, two different experiences. Because I think the key to Sabbath rest is resting in Christ. Like, even when we read the the, uh, the passage of, well, yeah, let me just go for it. So the, the example that he used with David, um, oh, yeah. Jesus, of he said, you could miss it because he's like, um, David was in need and he was hungry and he went into the priest and got the bread of presence. So I was reading on um, that question about what the the bread of presence was. It was only meant for the priests to eat. It was made weekly. Yeah. And they were like, the priests were meant to tend to it, but it was like an example of like God's presence is always with us. Mm. So when David came, 
he him and his he was fleeing Saul. They were really were hungry. They 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 like they needed something to eat, and the only thing that was there was the bread of presence. And the priest at first was like, "No, you can't have it." But then, like obviously, God worked, and Jesus was honoring that. We see it in the New Testament where he was like, "Go ahead." Like we don't see anything where Jesus is saying it was wrong. He right. said seven was made for the man. Yeah, you know. And I think about how David and his men got to physically eat of the bread of presence and how um we're taught like we can't live uh what is it we can't man, man should not live by bread alone yeah but or every word of god like god is the one that feeds us yes. so i think i'm bringing that all up to say like what i learned this week was there's a difference between resting and here we out there's nothing wrong with resting and and watching a show or going to the doing something fun but then there's a Sabbath breath in the soul that's different than that. Like yeah. that helps. So like for me, transparency, like I went on this whole rabbit trail on on a Thursday of watching this one interview and then I watched another interview and it was all very enlightening mm -hmm. and I learned a lot, but it was like my spirit was kind of dull at the end of the mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what, God, I just cannot consume that much noise even though I I felt like it some of it was good noise some of it wasn't so the next day I was like no I need to quiet down and I realized I needed to rest in his presence mm -hmm. like and resting in his presence is yeah sometimes it's reading your word but resting in his presence was like I'm gonna go take a walk with God yeah. like I would go take a walk with my husband or take a walk with Angie I'm gonna go walk with him so and it's like he and he's the per, like knowing that his presence is with us and that rest. Like, just like God rested on the seventh day. He was there and he, oh, somebody in church prayed for me and they said, for my Sabbath, they said, Lord, help her to know that you're waiting to meet her mm. on her Sabbath. And I kept that in mind. Ooh, that was a lot. but That's good. That's good. You know, I'm just thinking about what he said here. The Sabbath was made to meet the needs of the people. And I think that's still on. Um, that's still in verse 27 and like, yeah, the, the Sabbath was, was made to meet the needs of the people. And it's just, it's something about that. It's like when he said we need to rest, I'm like, where is he going with this? Right? Like the need, like it's such a need for restoration. Mm -hmm. I think about Psalms uh, 23. He restores my soul. But he, but first he said, he maketh, maketh us lie down yeah. in green pastures, leads us bes besides the still water, and then he restores our soul. Mm. So when we are resting, when we are resting in God spiritually, when we are resting naturally, he restores us. Isn't it like a, um, like medically, yeah. how we sleep? Yeah, our body like restores itself, and right. um, right, right, right. And I feel like God always <laughs> makes me lie down because I'll be like, y'all, right? Or a bottle just drops. I be like, sometimes I just be so tired when I get up in the morning, and because I have, you know, I work for a church, and I don't have like the hours to come in, like certain hours to come yeah. in, I can actually rest it work later yes but sometimes martha spirit will come in and i can hear the lord saying just lay down it's okay just lay down it's okay 
That's such a good example. Because, like, Mary, she was resting in God's presence. Like, she was like, I'm going to bask. I'm going to sit. I'm not going to worry about all the to-do. That's so diddy. Yeah. So he was like, so one, some of the reasons he said we need, why we need rest is for our mental health. We just talked about that. Uh, our physical health. We just talked about that. And our spiritual health. We talked about the all three of those. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we can just transition to the next, uh, to the next place. Okay. You want to do something? You bad. I bad. Okay. <laughs> when we worship God, we, uh, we worship God when we rest. Yeah. So, um, that was the focus on, can I see yours? Cause we had a new living translation. 28 says, so the son of man is Lord even over the Sabbath. Um, oh, this was good. He said, if Jesus is the Lord, you got to rest, then rest is to worship him. Rest is an act of worship. And when we choose to rest, we are sending to Jesus into the world that he is God and we are not. Mm -hmm. We need him. And when we choose not to rest, we're saying that we don't need him. And that's true. That is so true. So he used the, the illustration with the ice cream was so funny when he said to the kids, if I told you I had ice cream upstairs, how would you feel? They were all really excited. And he says, what if I told you to wait while I get it? And a lot of them, one kid said, I would change my mind. <laughs> I said like, I'm like <laughs> yeah, so I, let's just kind of talk about that. And yeah. like, sometimes we don't, I know sometimes I'm like, I'm not resting because I got all these things to do. I, 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 I feel like I have the power to, to accomplish it. And then I forget that there's like a double portion store that God's going to take care of it. Um, so what, what was your response to that? Like, what if God told you like to wait here while I go get the thing you're striving? So, you know, you know, what came to mind was, uh, Isaiah 40 and 31. They that wait upon the Lord shall like the promise shall renew their strength. Yeah. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. Mm. They shall walk and not faint. Yeah. And that that it made me think of that because waiting is an act of worship. It is. It's an act. It's 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 like saying, "Okay, God, I trust you, so I'm gonna wait." Yeah. I'm just I'm just gonna wait. So that's what I thought about. When he said that, it was like, I'm going to leave. I'm like, what we be doing that? I know. And then it's like, I, th I thought it was like, man, we miss out on this opportunity for the God of the universe to serve us. Like, because I'm such a visual person, so I'm like, the kids will be running up the stingers all fast. Truth be told, some of them would have been tripping over each other. Some, my kids would have got hurt. <laughs> but you know, somebody would have been like, he pushed <laughs> You know, he would have got hurt, and they would have, they would have had the ice cream and they would have enjoyed it, but it's a whole different experience where like Pastor John would have went and got it. Yeah. All they had to do was just wait. They could come. They didn't have to strive. They could just sit down and receive. Be still and know well, that I am God. Yes. And before we move on, I want to just, let's just talk about like where God rested on the seventh day, but then he establishes Sabbath later and I believe was in Exodus. So this is the Exodus where the listen to this, y'all. Okay. The children of Israel, they spent all this time in slavery. All they know is work, 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 work. 
and he delivers them out and he says now you work but on the seventh day do not do anything i'm gonna provide food for you it's called manna it's gonna come from the sky you're gonna have to gather it all the six days but on the seventh day you're not gonna gather and the cool thing about it on the sixth day he told them to get a double portion and 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 the double portion would last them that for that day and the next day yeah. and it wouldn't rot now here's the deal all the other days they gathered and it wasn't like the manna wasn't going to last into the next day. that's right but supernaturally he provided for the war that they needed and it would last they didn't have to worry about it falling apart mm -hmm. and it's like what what are your thoughts about that hearing them like in this life of slavery working with the working and then god gives them rest and then provides for them generously how does that minister to so first it tells me that rest is a gift like it's a precious gift i don't want to cry but it's a precious gift that we we honestly just don't take advantage of and i know for me like I feel like a lot of sickness came in my in my life because I just wouldn't rest. Because I wouldn't rest. And it was times when I rested and I wasn't sick anymore. Like when when I, when I rest that night, when I really just like release and surrender, um, the next day I feel restored, rejuvenated because I, I really rested in the presence of the Lord. And I think about that because God is, is like, I'm in a, he's teaching me how in this season, how to surrender mm -hmm. and it's rest. What do you surrender and the rest? Everything, you know, just like surrendering is, is like really being led by the spirit. Mm -hmm. Having, having open hands like this and saying, okay, God lead me. Even today when I went on a walk, I haven't walked outside in a long time, but yesterday I didn't feel well and I went outside and it, it was like the the fresh air just gave me light. Mm -hmm. So I was like, ooh, I'm gonna do this today. So when I went out, I had an idea of the path I wanted to walk. I feel I feel I feel something coming. Hold on. But look, uh Proverbs, I think it's Proverbs six and and now, when it talks about a man will will make his path, uh, his way, but God is the one yep. who, who, you know, put your feet on the right path, the, the path that he wants. And so I was talking, and so I was like, I'm going to walk, I'm going to walk to that corner, and I'm going to cross the street, and I'm going to walk back. Once I got to that corner, God said, turn left. No, turn right. I was going to turn left. And I was like, and I felt the Lord saying, I'm teaching you just how to obey in the small things, in the small thing. And that's an act of surrender, which is an act of worship. Mm. When we listen, like we hear, like today again, I met when I went on one other walk. It's this guy, he always be outside just picking up garbage. And you could tell like he, he's, he has some special need, but I always speak to him. So I, sp I walked past, I spoke to him, and then I, I walked the path, and then I went to the garbage. And I saw him again, because he was throwing garbage away. Yeah. And I got a chance to ask him his name. Yeah. And I felt the spirit of, because you know me, I ain't going to be 
We're the opposite. I'm like, hi, thanks for What's your story? And she's like, mm-mm. I ain't about to be talking to no strangers on the street, especially in the alley. I was in the alley. I was emptying the garbage. He held the, the garbage thing open for me. And I was like, what's your name? And he, I had a chance to talk to him. And he was telling me how he picked up garbage for the city. And he, they pay him. He was like, I made six hundred dollars last year. I'm like, well, praise God. <laughs> so, but but that's just an example of being mad about a feeling. Coming out of your comfort zone, you you come out of your comfort zone, and you and you really know, like, it's not about me. And you noticed him. Yeah. You know, I think there's something about like dress that causes us. It's like that beholding, like to notice things that you would miss, like. You saw him before, but like you didn't know his story. Like we got to engage with him. And I feel like even for me, like when I was noticing on my walk, um, all that creation, I just noticed like God's provision. Like I saw a bird and I was like, wow, God takes care of the sparrows. So take care of me. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like these trees just bloom. Like, you know, like I'm just seeing life all around me. And sometimes you can feel like, I'll tell to myself, like, you could feel so, I can feel bogged down in, in, in the darkness or the trials. Mm-hmm. And then I take notice of, and I remember what God does. And I'm like, wow, he's a God of abundance. He's a God of life. It's like you said, like, you went outside and you just, like, you came alive, you know? And it's just, I think that's the thing, too, that we need to understand is that in rest, there's a rejuvenation and come up, like, our spirit awakens to something new. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. That was when I I was thinking also about like when you're talking about the children of Israel. Like he he gave them as, he gave them that as a gift because they didn't have it because they was in in bondage. But then he also showed them that he was the bread of life. You know, he yes. he has that scripture mentioned all day about believe us all. But every word that proceeds at the mouth of God, he he also it's a lot in these in these scriptures. But no. he also established that that I am the bread of life. Come to me, I am the bread of life. I will feed you. I will I will uh give you uh not only give you rest, but I will quench your thirst. So it's just it's just a lot. It's just a lot in there. Uh, before we move on, there was some. Um, he said, when God takes too long, stop resting. And then it was like, whoa, so true of waiting. Like what? Ha- like going back to that ice cream illustration with the kids of, man, if they took too long, if John took too long, Pastor John, the kids probably would have been like, we're going upstairs. And it's like, we miss out on god because we refuse to wait on his timing like so even like with that surrender i think that sometimes if you practice a weekly sabbath or even a daily sabbath like if we can tell ourselves at the end of the day like god i'm receiving from you but there's some things i'm still waiting for i don't see how it's happening but i trust your timing yeah 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 but we do we we have to hold on to the promises when we're when we're waiting on god because that's when discouragement creeps in, when we're not holding on to the promises of him renewing our strength. 
of him, like him doing exactly what he says he gonna do. But like, but there's there's something, there's a blessing in a wait. There's a blessing, because in, in the waiting, you get to know God's character in a different way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the resting, we get to know him in a different way. And I don't think like God is just withholding. So I think about women that I, that I know that want to get married. Like what, what is God saying to you in a waiting? And then like, like, well, how is he trying to, uh, how he's, is he trying to woo your heart to him? Like you, you want your heart to be ruled by a man or a woman, but God is trying Wait, to for a woman. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. We just listen. You want you want this this person to come, and you want this person to love you. But what is God saying about your heart? Yeah. What is what? How is He moving in it? Do you know Him as your husband? Do you know Him as your husband? Mm. Okay. Oh, oh, so that's that's what I think about, like the blessing, like hold on to this, the blessing, there's a blessing in the waiting. You know, we always say there's a blessing on the other side of obedience, but there's a blessing sitting right there in the wait, in the wait. Just, just be still and know that I am God. We can't be, a lot of times we can't know that he is God if we not still. If we not resting, we can't see him word. That just really ministered to me. Cause as you were talking, I'm like, what season of waiting am I at, right? Yeah, I mean, like, huh? Okay. Yeah. yeah, like, that's something to really sit in. Yeah. I feel like I, I don't even know. I feel like that's something I need to take and dig, dig, dig deeper into. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That there's something waiting for me right now in the wait. Yeah, in a way. And it could just be getting closer to God. I know right now in a way, I'm really learning how, I'm learning how to talk, to commune with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Like I'm learning, cause usually, you know, you, you're like, oh, you're intercessor. You should know that, <laughs> but no, I'm really learning how to commune with him, to talk to him, to hear his voice when he's leading me. The God, the God says that he's our advocate. He's our comforter. Like he's right there. When God says he'll never leave you nor forsake you, like it's true because the Holy Spirit is within. But a lot of times we ignore him. We quench him. So so that's the season I'm in. I'm in a season of of really learning how to surrender, but learning how to listen to the to to the Holy Spirit and be led by the Spirit. And you know, just really be led by the Spirit. So you know, this image just came to me. Of, um, you know, when you have babies, they play, they play hard and then you take them and put them in like a little a sink or in a, in a big, that, that bath mm-hmm. and you just wash them and just love on them and prepare them for rest. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, and so I was just thinking of that, of like, you mentioned Psalm 23 earlier, how he makes us lie down and he restores our soul. Like that image came of like. You know, you're not rough with the baby. You know what I mean? Like there's this gentleness of like washing, soothing and lotioning and clothing and placing down into their crib or close holding them tight to your chest and saying like, it's okay. Like patting them on the back 
it's okay to rest, like rest in me. And that's how God, that we are the babies that he holds close. That's good. I like that. Mm. I like that illustration. Okay, you got the last one. <laughs> so the last one is we must help others to rest. And that is uh, found in uh, chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. And I'll read it. It says, Jesus went into the synagogue again and noticed a man with a deformed hand. Since it was the Sabbath, Jesus' enemies watched him closely. If he healed the man's hand, they planned to accuse him of working on the Sabbath. Jesus said to the man with a deformed hand, come, stand in front of everyone. Then he turned to his critics and asked, does the law per permit good deeds on the Sabbath? Or is it a day of doing evil? Is this, is this a day to save life or to destroy it? But they wouldn't answer him. He looked around at them angrily and was deeply saddened by their hard hearts. Then he said to the man, hold out your hand. So the man held out his hand and it was restored. At once the Pharisees went away and met with the supporters of Herod to plot how to kill Jesus. He's staying in the dark there. And how we talk? I'm like, I mean, we had the Pharisee in us, but I'm like, oh, oh y'all such haters. Yes. You know what? I really feel like the Lord just, he really pulled that he's the Lord of the, of the uh, Sabbath. Like, he, how are they going to tell the creator, the one who put the Sabbath block in, in the word? They're like, you can't do that. How are they going to tell him how to operate on the Sabbath? And, and then it was to heal somebody, to do something good. And he was even telling them, listen, if your, if your sheep uh, or your cow or whatever uh, gets caught in, the, in a hole, and what, won't you dig them out? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's crazy when I was reading over this, um, both passages together this morning, uh -huh. I noted that David was in need on the Sabbath, and so was this man. Yeah, Pastor John talked about Jesus helps this man to find rest from his disease. Like, there's a need that they both had, and God was like, I got you. But what's the need that we have that he's willing to, like, defy all these legalistic, fair, like, the all these rules, these heavy burdens. You said something earlier when you were like in uh, the Pharisees made the Sabbath a burden. Yeah. Tell, tell more about that. Well, I was, so the, so the Sabbath was intended to ease our burden. That's what you said. That's, yeah. that's, that's what it, it was. It was created to ease our burden. So, you know, back in the day when they, when they was in slavery, he wanted to, to tell them, look, I love you. I am not gonna burden you down. Yes. And the Pharisees, what they what they did was like heap burdens. Mm -hmm. I think they I think like in the Old Testament, it was they made six hundred and thirteen laws. It was like a law for this, a law for that, a law. It was just crazy. You talking about a spirit of legalism? Add to the law, right? He stuff. So so God had to come. Like he had to come in the flesh to show them, like, look, it's not, it's not like this. I'm not burdening you down. I came, I came to free you mm -hmm. from the law. 
Yeah. From the Lord. Man, it's just, it's so deep. We like, so we no longer have to labor to make ourselves acceptable to God. And that's what the Pharisees was doing. Yeah, yes. Laboring. Laboring to be like, I'm, I'm accepted by God. And it's like, no. Yeah. It makes me think about Matthew 11. Is it 11? 11, 28 to 31. Um, Come to me, mm-hmm. all who are, who labor and are heavy laden. And I shall give you rest. Yeah. Like he said, take my yoke because my yoke is easy. Yes. And it is light. Yes. And for those that don't understand that um, thing about yoke, because I didn't understand it for a while until I saw. Um, so in in back in those days, they would have two oxen uh, and they would be yoked together. They would have, uh, what do you call it? I'm gonna put a picture up here for y'all, <laughs> and they would be yoked together. Yeah, and there would be a larger um, oxen that would carry the burden of the smaller one. So when Jesus is like, "Come take my yoke," he's like, "I'm the big ox. Yeah, like let me carry this big burden, and you just come along with me." And I, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, did you say this part? No. No. Go ahead. <laughs> So it is it is lawful on the Sabbath to do good and was help Oh, we must help others rest. <laughs> That's his third point. That's his third point. We must help others rest. Okay. So I just read the scriptures and it says it it is lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm. Is it that's that's the question that Jesus asked. The religious leaders were wondering if Jesus would heal or do do work on the Sabbath. Because they didn't they took, they took um, God's law and they made it burdensome. Even, even you know, in the part when they talked about in verse 24, it says, but the Pharisees said to Jesus, look, why are they breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath? That's all they was doing was picking grain out and eating it. They didn't seem like people were like gathering. They wasn't. Trying to sell and stuff like, no. Like they, they was just doing, they were eating too much. They was just hungry. Like, but the Pharisees like harvesting. How is that harvesting when you just walking past and taking a, a bite? Yeah. You know, that's so, so anyway, anyway. So it says, um, the religious leaders was wondering if Jesus would do the work. There was a man who was sick and in need. And the question is, is it good to, he asked them, is it good to help others? Yeah. Jesus helps this man find rest from his disease. I love that. And then he talks about ways that you can help others rest. And he talked about, like, you know, he was telling the children to solve problems, like do homework. Oh, and man's helping each other homework. Right. So, so what are some of the ways that you help others to rest? I think we're reminding like I feel like in our relationship like we remind each other a lot like no we don't need to do that like and you could take the day off like we're our famous thing oh, oh well <laughs> oh oh well it just we hit our limit like so I think like helping others is like seeing their limit yeah and coming in I feel like people help me like um somebody in the church prayed with me and was led by the Holy Spirit and she just kept saying, it'll get done. Mm-hmm. It'll get done. Reminding me that I can lay 
everything down for Sabbath and God was going to take care of it. Like it went, she said, you're going to try to do it and it like, it'll be okay. But when you rest, it's going to be better because God, it'll take you less time. Um, and then like, um, another person just texted me and was like, it's your Sabbath. Like Shabbat Shalom or Shalom Shabbat, whatever I put it, you know, she was just saying like, have a restful time. Um, I think, um, when you see somebody in need, like, mm. so for those that don't know, Pastor John's brother just passed away on Sunday, which was so sad because I would have gone back and listened to this sermon. Yeah. And he talked about his brother being sick and the toll that it took on him, not knowing that later that day his brother was going to pass. But I'm, I'm giving examples more of like how people have blessed me. Mm-hmm. But like immediately somebody from the church reached reach out to me yesterday and was like, can I bring you a meal? Mm-hmm. Somebody else is provided. So glad it's provided a space for us to rest and for Pastor John to grieve. So I have definitely gone to help clean up people's houses before. Like that's something that I've done to be like, let me come clean for you so you can take a break. Well, you know, and I was thinking about, I was thinking about Sunday. Like, so Sunday you did, you did all the work. Oh, for and his his people was like, thank you for doing. I was like, I right, no, but I got a chance. Go to love to really sit down and it. So thank you, friend. Oh, that, 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 that's a good example. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't even think about that. That's a way we can help others rest. Is like if you're gifted in something. Like Angie normally is like the one that puts things on, but if you're gifted too, you can come along and say like, hey, why didn't you sit down this time? I got it. Yeah, yeah. just kind of own that thing but but what I was thinking about like it gave me an opportunity to come to the reception to relax to laugh and then do something else afterwards Mm -hmm. you know and so I was just like so thankful I'm like thank you yeah he's so good yeah um before you close out this just came to me like I think that I just want to remind people because some people have super busy lives Mm -hmm. like your Sabbath doesn't have to be on a Sunday. Like, I'm in ministry, so Sundays is a work day. <laughs> yes. So that's why I make it Friday. And sometimes you might not have a full day to do it, but I'm going to encourage people to take moments. Like, you may have five minutes. Like, we're so overly stimulating in our society that, like, what would it look like for you to take a five-minute silent break? To just step away. I wonder what God was saying to you. I wonder what emotions that you have been avoiding might come up that he's ready to walk with you through. Yeah. I wonder, I just wonder what kind of care is waiting for you. So I just would encourage everybody to think about, you know, one way this upcoming week that you can identify a, a, a place of rest and make it a weekly habit. Like, is this going to be taking a five minute silent break? Do it weekly. If you're going to be like me and take advantage of your kids being in school, take that time. Or for you, you know, what's what's one way that you did Sabbath this week? Um, I did the encounter, encounter piece, but I was just doing it. I was really just doing it every day. I don't know if I did it every day this week, but I but I certainly did it just to just to hear hear the Lord. And then I walked. I walked to. And I walk for the purpose of hearing. I walk for the purpose of hearing. So those are things. Yes, and there's some some ideas for y'all. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So we can close with this this um oh <laughs> this scripture is Psalms one twenty seven and two, and it says is it is it is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. And that is such a promise. That is a promise. And so I'll close with prayer. Yes. And so God, we just thank you for this, uh, your gift of rest. We thank you for your gift of rest that you are the Lord of rest. You are the Lord of the Sabbath. So I just pray God that even in, even in this week coming up, Lord, that we will find a place of rest in you. However that looks for each and every person that is listed, listening, Father. I pray, oh God, that we would even uh, uh, worship you. Like, remember that worship is a, a resting is an act of worship, oh God, that we may worship. You said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So remind us, Lord, as we're resting, that our, our strength is being renewed. We, are, we will mount up with wings as eagles. We will run and not get weary. We will walk and not sink. Help us, Lord God, to cast all of our cares upon you because you care for us in a place of rest, even more. Help us to do that. Help us to know that, that when, we, when we rest in you, that's what we're doing. We're casting our burdens upon you. you you're restoring us according to uh, Psalms uh, 23, that you restore our soul. You lead us in the path of righteousness for your name's sake. God, help us, Lord. And I just thank you. I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for walking us through these scriptures. I thank you for a place of rest for those, Lord, that struggle with this. I just pray for grace. God, would you move in grace to really help us to rest and be in tune to you? In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And Chicago West, remember, you are loved.